Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. And I have Jared here, and we are going to talk about pretty much AEW. We're just going to skip over other stuff right now because there's not a lot going on, and we have a huge pay-per-view coming up for us. It'll be uh, tomorrow night, and we're going to talk a little bit about the matchups in the pay-per-view and a little bit about the show and some probably what do you think is going to happen. Start out this show with Darby. Aided Sting follows him out. Sting will be wrestling in his. I don't know if you heard this first match in six years. They've said it quite a bit. Sunday night, yeah. Which I mean, you should make a big deal out of that. He's legend, icon, not a legend, icon. Versus Darby versus Cesar Barone Benoni. Benoni, all right. Benoni, yeah. I apologize. Who Cesar looks Benoni like a million and, uh, bucks and Does, the wingmen doesn't quite wrestle like a million bucks yet, but he'll get there. I think he'll get there with, with work. I love that little faction they have, the Wingmen. Yeah, talk about it a little bit because you told me that earlier. They're mostly on dark and elevation. I just really like the the kind of aesthetic difference between all the pretty boy Cesar Bononi, Peter Avalon, Ryan Nemeth, and then like the blue collar JD Drake. They play with that in a lot of their promos too, where he is different. When they like put their hands on top of each other as a sign of teamwork, he like spits on it first, and they all hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he does it anyways. Right. I, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things where I like lower mid card acts. Right. A lot of the time, especially when they're groups. I think a lot of, and I think one problem for me is I don't have like all the time in the world to yeah to watch everything, and I think I miss a lot of character development because I don't get to watch. Elevation every week. I don't get to watch Dark every week. I know that two weeks ago, you and I sat and watched, maybe a week, maybe three, we sat and watched those episodes in their entirety. And I I really enjoyed those shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so easy to watch. Well, I like like house shows. I like going, and and I don't have to see, like if, if you told me any wrestling company was wrestling down the street, and oh, it's shoot, yeah. 30 bucks and like it's a major company I would go watch even if like I know that part of the reason why you can't or why they're trying to get away from house shows is that you have the Roman Reigns is wrestling every night you can't have Omega wrestling five nights on the weekend like the the schedule WWE was running for years and years and years up until the pandemic started you don't want to do that to burn guys out, right? Yeah. But I would be like, to me, you could do that with the 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 team that does main event or dark or elevation, oh, yeah, shoot. or MLW or what. And I would, I'm willing to go. You know what I mean? Because I I love to see those guys and learn. And I, I, to me, that's like going and watching a minor league baseball game. There's nothing quite it's, like which is awesome. Like you see live prospects, wrestling. college football. It's prospects. Yes. You know what I mean? I love that stuff. Now, the match was okay-ish. I, I liked it just fine. But, I mean, again, we're kind of sort of telling the story. When it ends, Darby, you know, says... He grabs I, a mic. He says go to ahead. Ethan Escorp, he says, come out here. We don't want any... Like, we know what's going to happen. Which I, I thought was kind of funny because people... Like, you know how there's a bunch of people, like, coming in from behind to attack? That's, like, a common thread throughout, like, three of these uh, feuds. Yeah. Like, every single one of them mention it. They're like, don't, right. don't, don't come out and attack me from behind. Come out and face me. Right. Paige does that later in the night too. Uh, Miro kind of does that. Well, it, it it shows a little bit of self awareness because the end of every episode is always this. Yeah. Anytime you're getting into a blood feud, it's always this. And finally, finally saying, hey, elephant in the room. 
come on out here and get some. And of course, the Dark Order winds up running out because the, the faction. <clears throat> apologize. Scorpio and Paige come out. They talk. The faction that was outside of the ring during the Derby match with Cesar jump the big big guys. Yeah. Scorpion to come down. Dark Order runs them off. Dark but, Order, damn. The crowd was hot for Dark Order, too. The crowd was hot the whole whole. Episode. Well, yeah. It was their first show Shoot, back. Shoot, yeah. The crowd. They were fired up. The crowd, it was a big crowd. They were fired up. They even... They, I thought it was a good move to put fans on the stage. I don't know if they'll do that in arenas where you don't have, yeah, the the full circle feel. Well, it wouldn't but, make sense to. Yeah, yeah. The way the but way Daly's place is set up, you, it, you get it that has opportunity. To, right? yeah. Which also though gives them a blueprint for any amphitheater they want to play. Very true. <clears throat> which is really neat that they I came like, up with. I'd like to see more wrestling in amphitheaters. I love amphitheaters. It's just the, cool. the the aesthetics of it is. It's like a. ROH used to run in that really fancy hall. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I was I was like watching shows from there because it's just it's pretty. Yeah, it's some places used to do Hammersmith, I think. Yeah, yes, they yeah, the Hammersmith Ballroom. Yeah. Hammerstein? Hammer Hammerstein. Maybe I'm just thinking of oh, Kevin. <laughs> of course. Kevin Stein. All right. Kogo a go go weigh in. Kogo. Cody <laughs> versus not versus, but a go go. They weigh in. Big Show brings a... This sucked. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, cut, I'll just cut to the chase. Uh, Paul White comes out. I don't know why he's doing this. He takes forever accurately getting their weights, which was also funny because people kept bouncing around in the ring, which was messing it up, which why would you not have a digital scale? Mm-hmm. What a, this this segment sucked. They went nowhere. It did nothing. Cody had maybe 30 people out there. There were a bunch of Nightmare Factory trainees there. Some mm-hmm. people, you you indie wrestlers, you saw on like Dark and Elevation, which I do think is cool. Yes. I do think it's cool that they are getting training and hopefully some bigger opportunities down the road because I, I liked a lot of them. But this segment was was awful. It was just nothing happened. It was um, so boring. Uh, um, Americans spitting on British flags. It was it was that just... hot button American <laughs> Revolution topic that we've been waiting on. What year is it? It's just, it's just so crazy. It, it, this was the the second Cody. What was the other Cody weigh in he had that was just awful? It's a dude. He's just been. He hasn't done anything super interesting forever. It feels the, like the the Reed Richards stretch to make something effective. <laughs> right, Ugh. but nothing interesting happened. QT said some really mild heel things and his, on the mic. It's the just, things he said too, they were like, it was like forward spurts. I didn't get like, run your at least run your sentences together. Give me something to to, to latch onto here. Oh my god, it was gosh. A, just a nothing burger. It was nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, Christian is fighting Will Hobbs backstage. To me, that wasn't a nothing burger. It looked, it was it was good. Um. I did uh, I, I did worry a little bit that Will Hobbs fell on that big box kind of weird. Yeah. But I liked I liked they were separated. I, I see I like that there is some undercurrent of a program going on in the Battle Royal because you need that. Uh, Christian, after being this famous person put into the company, is has not really been doing a whole lot. And if he's not going to be on the show show, he's going to be in the Battle Royal. He probably needs to have a program in said Battle Royal. So to be running against Taz and him would make sense. So that's good. Uh, Hangman versus Janela. 
I thought this was good. You liked it. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. Uh, Janela is one of those talents that I kind of hope is featured on the secondary show a little bit more. I know he's evidently been doing some degree of backstage stuff for them, mm -hmm. and he has been wrestling on Dark Elevation pretty frequently. I don't know. I just like him, man. He does right. have that, that wild man charisma in a lot of ways. One thing about this show, and I've been complaining in our group chats, I've been complaining a little bit about just every wrestling show in the world period can get to a point where we have seven people we count on and that is if we have a two hour show we have 30 minutes worth of commercial junk we have our main people that are an hour and then everybody else gets 20 yeah and you know if you're lucky you're working with one of those people so you get some time too I do like if they get a second show and they split up the EVPs not like I'm not saying like you have a blue and a red brand or anything like that. I'm saying like we can tell these stories on two different shows. So this week we may tell it on fr on Friday. Next week we tell it on Wednesday, but we won't tell it on Wednesday and Friday in the same week, allowing for a little bit of what you're learning about on Evolution and on Dark yes. to leak into the other format, and I, and that allows that. me to fall to be invested in these characters. And don't get me wrong, it also would entice me to invest time in Evolution and Dark, which I, I, I intend to watch it more. It's just yeah. things happen, you know. No, I abs absolutely. I, I don't watch it every week, but whenever I just kind of need something to throw on, it's so easy to watch. It's almost so like just, a record. Yeah, exactly. I, I just toss it on the TV and I watch it for a bit. Yeah, Because right. I, I don't know. Right. But I, I do, I do kind of want to make a, a more general point about AEW. I think I want to see a little bit more mid-card stuff from them as well. I think adding an extra hour, making a mid-card that feels likable, right. I think is a huge part of what makes a company entertaining. Well, one thing that was cool about the way WCW kind of presented itself when you had a Nitro and a Thunder was the Thunder wasn't the A-show. Yeah. And you knew that. And it was, but it was still, like, you would still have stars on there, but it was almost like the Thunder was uh what what at one time was the regular shows where you would have a lot of undercard talent and then you'd have one big main event where yeah. a bit, where but he's the main event and he's wrestling an undercard guy absolutely right and that kind of thing is neat too because that's how you I like wrestling shows with storylines below yes very the main, yes the main thing absolutely and they do a good job in this company of giving you a lot of that but you also can get invested in. If you're if somebody's on in your company for two years and they're on, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Evol elevation, elevation and dark, then when they start getting on your main show, it shouldn't take me three months to get invested. I should be invested when you walked out. Yes, just like I am. If you've been, because if they signed Jacob Fatu, like I don't think they will. Jacob Fatu no, was the main event yeah. of the show that started today on Vice, but if they were to sign Jacob Fatu, I would be over the moon invested in him when he walked out there. Oh, yeah. Somebody on your own brand on the other shows, you should be able to build to me like that as well. Yes. It, I agree. Okay. I agree. So we get Mox and Eddie in a burial ceremony as they are burying the Young Buck shoes in yeah. their yard, it looks as if. And then there was a run-in uh, by John Cena and whoever else hosts that uh, Wipeout show. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know what happened. They, they aired the first like ten seconds of the promo and then cut the commercial and then aired it again. Right. Shoot, John Cena was on AEW. Exactly. Right. And so then they cut back and they do it again and it was I thought I thought I thought Mox was great in his promo. He always is. He addressed there were rumors in the last week or so of issues with the EVP and the clubhouse and whatever, which I don't necessarily believe anyway. But they did a good job of utilizing those to throw them into the program. Kingston and Mox were able to say, we're here for the boys. We're, we're going to win these titles. And then that will, you know, those guys will just up and quit if they can't be everything every day. Maybe you'll be an EVP. And to which Mox was like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, but I, he does want yeah. some gold. And so I thought this was well done. Can't wait. Two, two great talkers. Oh, yeah. Shoot. We did actually uh, skip over a segment with Cage, Brian Cage, and Hangman. Right. After the match, Hangman also cuts a promo where he says... A split open Hangman. Good match. Shoot. Hangman wins the, wins it on the Buckshot Lariat, and you say... And uh, Taz steps up from the commentary. He says, Brian, get out here. You're about to face the machine, Brian Cage. He gives his usual shtick, which is good. Um, but... Brian Cage comes out and Hangman grabs Mikey and says, Listen, man, I know how this works. There's a hook and Ricky Starks over there, and they yeah, they're on the apron already. And he just goes to Cage and he says, You know, man, do you need them to beat me? Mm-hmm. I liked it. He he just straight up challenged him. Right. And I think I think that's neat because it does it keeps putting the wedge between Brian Cage and the rest of Team Taz in terms Absolutely. Of, of tactics. Which I thought was really smart by Hangman like leveraging that. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it. It was a good segment. I did, too. I did, too. Um, the pop, pop comes out to give a promo. Don Callis interjects from the big screen, says, I'm not coming out there. You know I won't. Omega jumps in from behind. Um, the Good Brothers, uh, Pop does fine when it's one-on-one with Omega's jumping in from behind. The Good Brothers come out to swing the numbers. Penta and Phoenix chase them off and then chase. As Omega is going to one-wing Angel Pac, we get the best friends music. Orange strolls out, hands Omega a contract that is not actually a contract. It has been cut up. Then we have he smokes him with the orange punch right after too, and, and then, then eventually then, smokes Pac too. So, yeah, dude. So Pac, the one standing tall at the end is Orange. Dude, Pac sells it like his head got stapled to the ground. He did. I thought it was incredible. I just Pac's one of those dudes who who he'll just throw himself. Well, just a little heel kick from him looks like. Oh my God! Yeah. So much effort. By the way, he just he does he has that a little bit of that um. Who's we always talk about that does that? Just always Alex Shelley. Too. Yeah, Alex Shelley. Yes, yes. Alex Shelley's always doing Alex, extra with his Alex body. Alex Shelley can get out of a chair and you go, man, that was that was complicated. That's crazy. It was neat though. I don't know. How, I don't know how he just he's explosive. He's moving a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Pac has that same thing. An where, explosive where, stand. <laughs> Right, okay. but but it, it, yeah, it when works. you see them perform, you you're like, yeah, that's well, it's a wrestling, exactly. It's wrestling, exactly. you know. The guy in the back row needs to see it too, that kind of thing. On to Jade Cargill backstage as as Matt Hardy wants to sign her, interrupted by Mark Sterling, who lets him know in no uncertain terms he has pulled it off. He will be representing her. I love the way he said. I only get paid if she wins and everything else is pro bono. Making Jade look to be smart. And that is the way we need to present her. That is the way she has presented herself. And 
running Matt off and Matt being the fool here is fine. Matt is very good at playing the fool in these situations. We have the match between Jade and Kylan King. It was what it was. It, mm-hmm. The point of it was to put Jade over as a monster, which happened. She will need to be protected a little while as we go through this process. She is in the beginning stages of what we expect her to be the future of this division and probably of a one branch of women's wrestling in general she will be the face of soon and for a while, we believe. Right? Yeah. I think so. I think so, too. Although somebody's going to tell us an, alt- an alternate route here in, a, here in a couple of segments. Now, Jake starts a promo. Mark, the murder hawk, cuts him off. Finishes it up. I thought the murder hawk sounded good here. He he wants Miro. He doesn't want Dante. He makes that in in no uncertain terms. He says he doesn't doesn't care about Dante. He wants Miro. When he cuts Jake off, you realize he doesn't need Jake. Yes. And I don't know how much longer we stick with Jake. I do. I don't. I like the concept of somebody needing to to hold him off a little bit, talk him down a little bit. Be, I don't think they utilize Jake in the, and I think it's Jake who's not utilizing Jake properly. Yeah, Jake was always calculating, you know. But Jake's in an effort to be funny, like the Hail Caesar promo was so different from what we get from him now. It God, seems like that was Hail years Caesar ago, doesn't it? Was- that's still one of my favorite promos. Right. I can't get over how good the, you know, they say never to turn your back on someone you respect, and he turns around. I was like, oh, my God. Right. That was stone cold. Well, right. no, okay, I can't say stone cold, but you know what I mean. I get it. I get it. Uh, Dante M- Martin, or is it? Dante Martin, yeah. Dante Martin versus Miro, and this was a really good showing for for Martin for, like, a few seconds. Oh, dude. That, he uh, did a lot of. He got all the stuff crazy. in, in yeah. like in like seventy five seconds. That, but that's that's absolutely the goal of a match like this is is for you to be like, oh my god, Mirror's killing him. But like, oh, that guy's also kind of impressive. He's really fast. He's quick. All that. Oh, yeah. and then Mirror, Mirror kills him. him. Yeah, right. And he did. <laughs> it's like great. That, that standing suplex he did from dude. Yeah, he uh, Martin outside of the ring. He. I don't think Martin pushed off at all. I dead ass think he just deadlifted him and then pushed backwards, keeping him straight the whole time. When he got him, yeah. Almost parallel to the ground, he jumped straight. Miro pushed off and jumped straight backwards with his body on him. It was crazy. And it's just such a simple move, but the way he did it was so crazy. He's so imposing. He gets the camel clutch on him and then puts him away. He pulls it back to where he almost snaps the guy in half. Yeah. Jake comes back out, says something strange. About, he says a couple things. He he starts. He out was on a good. roll. Yeah, he it start, was good early. He starts out good, where he's talking about like, oh, this isn't a fairy tale. He he alludes to a couple different things. You huff and puff. He he throws in some some references. You're the to big fairy bad tales. wolf, but yes. this isn't a fairy tale. Exactly, and then he does like a weird like, oh, let me put it in your language, and then just says something that gibberish. Just gibberish, and, and it's like says, that's shut the f up. Like I think he even said f. And he, it's he, like, he does say F, and it's one of those things where it's like that's that's like offensive. <laughs> that, that's it's just such it's just a, not good enough to be offensive. If it had been better, it would have been offensive. That, that's right? that's what I said. Where it was just like if it was any if it was any better, it would be offensive. But right. it was just complete gibberish, and it's just like why is this here? Right. And so then, of course, Miro gets hold of a mic, tells the old man to shut up, and then says, "How come you always have to be held back? Come on, we know who's really afraid." And then Murdoch runs down. 
gets gets Miro, kind of gets the better of him in the interaction, which infuriates Miro. And as the referees get between them, uh, the st- action stops. And this has us fired up for this Hoss fight. That JR and Tony are more fired up about it than I was. I'm probably more fired up than they are about it in real life because I am fired up about this match and I can't wait to see it. But I think JR and Tony were selling it more than I was at that moment. Well, JR loves him some hoss fights, though. Yes, that is the truth. He pops for He might not even been selling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sheeta ceremony, where we are going to change belts. And we got a new bigger belt for the women's division, Mm -hmm. which looks great. Um, Sheeta gave a a talk about how when she won the belt, there were no people there. And now that there are people there, the crowd ate it up. She did well. Britt Baker comes in and interjects. Crowd loves her. Brick gives Sheeta her props, says, you know, you were the champion in the most difficult time in history of wrestling to be a champion, a, a period where there were no fans. The hardest thing to do is to wrestle without people there. But I made a mistake when I said that when I beat you, I'll be the face of a division. She said she'll be the face of an industry. She said, much like there was a 316, there will be a DMD. The crowd loudly chants along to the DMD too. They popped. They loved Brit. I thought it was great. Which is great. And I think that there's no question she has to go over. I think so, yeah. And then we get the Dark Order. Yeah. Evil e- Uno versus Evil Uno, Scorp- Stu Grayson versus Scorpio and Paige. Um, Stu Grayson's just an animal. Dude, Evil Uno is so good too. The, yeah, that, that's I actually, want their push to the title so bad, and dude, yet yes. they're in this to lose. It's one it's of those like, things where, where Stu Grayson may be the more physically gifted, and he does a lot of big, big moments, and he's great for hot tags. But Uno is such a great wrestler. Hey, he's a dancing. He's a dancing bear. He is. You know, he he does everything perfectly. He understands uh, selling and making little moments matter. Mm-hmm. Like he he is a phenomenal wrestler and and. Stu Grayson is just an awesome, awesome athletic hot tag kind of guy. Right. They absolutely. make a really great pairing. And I'm those that's also another team I really want to be featured more. Right. But that's not what we get here. We no. get Scorpio. They not that they weren't featured. They had their no, moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Paige and Scorpio are both giving performers in the ring, although like like you mentioned, the the spot where Stu jumps over the rope and DDTs him onto the apron. And then lands. Yeah. Like nothing. Right. Lands like nothing, and then of course Scorpio sold it for like nine seconds, and then oh, grabs. Again, I, I said this match felt <laughs> like did. it was in, in fast forward. They had to get to the end, absolutely, and and you know there was no segment that could have been trimmed. There was no None. segment that went too long. Nothing. No, no, because I I've been wondering all week what Cody Rhodes weighs. I that you know, by, and the fact that Anthony Ogogo evidently shoot weighs one pound more is incredible. <sighs> Exactly. It's just you know, in QT, man, he went out there was like the Sopranos. I Concise. Think. I just rolled my eyes and realized that doesn't the time tri- it took nine people to walk <laughs> out with Cody. I wish I had like an, an audio version of rolling my eyes because I would just be <laughs> I'd just be doing it constantly throughout every time we talk about a Cody segment. I roll, please. Okay, so we get Scorpion Page going over. We get Darby comes out with a row of masked like sting people and in the middle of those people is the actual sting yes they repeat the meme of 
Sting lifting the mask off to reveal Sting. Scorpio <laughs> hits him in the mouth. And if you thought Scorpio no-sold that DDT, Sting no-sold that right cross like a boss. Two of them. Kind of silly. You know, why, why not just stop them? Right. It took them both. Bing, bing. No problem. <laughs> 60-something years old getting clapped. But, you know, he's been oh, in the business so long, he can't feel his face. Iron jaw. Can't even feel his face. But anyway, so they they wind up running off the guys in Scorpio and Paige retreat as Stinger and Darby stand upon the the ring turnbuckles, come get some moment, which was, that's what it was. Then we get to... The Inner Circle Celebration. A going away party of such as if, if only. But Sammy says, you know, hey guys, I started this whole thing out wearing a panda on my head. Things got better. I thought that was funny. I I totally forgot about the panda. Jericho says that he didn't like playing with others. And when they said, what about a faction? He wasn't thinking about it. And then I met these guys and we turned into 1986 GNR taking names, laying waste to every set of ears in our way I'm a mark for 1986 GNR anyway yeah I, I figured you'd pop for that mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah but then of course he continued to talk and he re- <laughs> he pulled the John Bon Jovi we're going down in a blaze of glory you know that song yes acoustic no. John Bon Jovi no <laughs> it's like the theme song to Young Guns but not Young Guns 1 oh like the second one the deuce yes okay <laughs> <laughs> right and uh, then he tells the fellas he loves them and they embrace and then it gets good MJF interrupts gives a little promo reveals that Dean Malenko has been abducted now let's explain this you had not seen Jericho and Malenko on TV together in a long, long time. But if you know you're wrestling, you do know they were in ECW together. They were in WCW together during the cruiserweight heavy Nitro episodes. They were in WWE together. Then we see that they are talking backstage last week, awaiting some time to go do something else. We kind of interrupt them. This was to let us know that Jericho is really, really close to Dean Malenko, which I did not realize. We got the cute, the man of a thousand holds. Well, you know more than me. Well, I forgot a couple, so now you do. Okay. Got all that. All that was to set up the fact that this man has been abducted, tied to a goalpost. The goalpost. And if they don't come out there, they're going to ice the Iceman. Which I like that. Great line. Iceman is is just a dope nickname. Pinnacle outsmarts them. By, by beating them up. <laughs> well, they outsmart them as in, as they're running, we don't wait for them to come. We're behind them, and we're able to catch them from behind at, at each turn because they're panic running, and we're awaiting them. So they're coming into a trap, yes, not yes. coming into a fight. You said something about Sean Spears not being able to keep up with Sammy, and I agree. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he did. He might Again, I, I said he might have good cardio, but Sammy's... A different animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, built to built, built to go. But we have a spot where after the... Of course, because they have the advantage of knowing the ground they're fighting on and setting up the scenarios in which they're fighting, they get to use chairs, whatever. They beat the guys up to a point where everybody gets a pile driver, including FTR getting a pile driver where they jump from the first level of the stadium 
onto tables, onto the grass, pile driving, pride and powerful through the through those tables. I thought it ended well. You know what was clutch to me in the ending? What's that? First of all, I love it. So you like the show? Hey, it was all right. I mean, it was one of those things where it's I kind of home show. Yeah, I kind of wish it was a bit hotter, especially as the first first show back. I wish they had had like one of those big dynamite episodes where there's big matchups, but obviously it's a go home show. You can't really do that. Right. What you're trying to do is forward uh, get the storylines moving forward with clear motivations, clear end goals. And I, I think they did that effectively. I would bet 95% of that audience is not only seeing Friday oh, night show, oh, yeah. they're seeing Sunday night show as well. By double tickets? Shoot, I right. would. It's like, yeah. And the ending, what I liked about it was when they put their hands together to show that they were together, the first one standing there was MJF, but he didn't put his hand out. To last, right on he top. He puts his hand on top. Yes. And he says, when you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top. The and subtext there, obviously, being... Was, I'm the one. I'm the one on top. Top, top, right? Now, can... All right, so for the buy-in match, which is actually one of the ones I'm most excited for, uh, the NWA Women's Championship with Serena Deeb versus Riho. Nice. That could legit be match of the night mm-hmm. on YouTube. Right. That's crazy. Again, that that's crazy that that's not... But I get it. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Uh, that's really exciting. We got Sting, Darby Allen. This is in no particular order, by the way, because I have no idea what the actual... Card is. Card is. Yeah. Uh, Sting, Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, which should be fine. It's Sting's first. Sting has to go over. You think? I think he has to go over. Yeah. But that, I, I just feel like that sucks for Scorpio and Ethan. I mean, he doesn't. And re- realistically, he doesn't. He's he's like, like, it will not affect his career trajectory no, at all. No, not at all. <laughs> no, but But it's also it would really his- help Page and Sky to win this. Yeah. And Darby, it depends on if they want to give Darby momentum. Darby's a, main, a made man anyway, though, too. Yeah, he, he, he can, can absorb yeah. losses and it won't hurt him at all. That's very true. Uh, Adam Page versus Brian Cage, uh, both in a rage, as I think Tony said, or it was JR. JR, JR. Was, I thought JR was on fire. He's clever. He's doing pretty good. Uh, this match should be really good. I would think Page goes over. Yeah. I hope this is the the start to his like kind of uh, title picture momentum. If he is the guy who takes it from Omega, I feel like it starts here. Right, right. I feel like Brian Cage. Uh, I feel like this could also like a loss. I don't think would hurt his character. I lo- or, or it might even further his character if he goes. Hmm, maybe I should do some. Whether he goes back to Team Taz and all that cheating in order to be victorious still, or if he kind of you know breaks away and goes maybe I should reconsider my tactics right uh, Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Ogogo I sincerely hope this is a 10 second match where Ogogo just punches him right in the gut and then right in the jaw and Cody's unconscious and he's off TV for the birth of his child I hope that's exactly what happens dude that would be so crazy with the way they pump this red white and blue stuff I, and then you have Memorial Day weekend and he's going to come out there smoked. like Apollo Creed and Rocky 3 you know James Brown yes. singing Living in America the works huge gets, Uncle Sam hat and just get smoked with two punches and done 
And, you know, Apollo died in that match. So ex- ex- it would make, it yes. Arn our, our, goes to throw in the towel. And Cody says, don't. Don't. He goes out there and dies. Yes. And then 20, Comes, 30, 30 years later, we get Cody's child. Yes. Wrestling. Or Cody could come back as as he has been the savior of wrestling. He could come back as the legitimate yes. savior of wrestling. Risen again. Risen. I think we're only like two steps off of Cody's opinion of himself. <laughs> I won't tell you which way, though. You know? Two degrees. Yes. Two degrees. Go ahead. <laughs> Next. Stadium Stampede, uh, Inner Circle versus The Pinnacle. I really liked Stadium Stampede last year. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was inventive and just, just a blast. I'm not sure how much that'll translate with these two groups, especially after their whole thing has been like, mega blood feud right. where we're gonna kill each other it's How just it like funny yeah it's the thing where, where jericho you know he last year he's he put a traffic cone on his head and cackled like a witch mm-hmm. and then challenged a two count with instant replay cameras it was just like that's what was appealing about the match to me i i just if you go around just beating each other up about around uh the jag stadium i don't know how much this is gonna it's gonna motivate me right to really like the match but it should be fine uh, Casino Battle Royale. I don't have a really strong pick for who's going to win it. Wait, who do you think wins Circle in? Uh, I hope Pinnacle, personally. Just, uh, that's the thing where it just I get tired of Jericho. Inner Circle has kind of run its course in a lot of ways. Yeah. I kind of want the guys in Inner Circle to do a little more. I want that too. And if they hadn't just sat there and told you that if this is the end, then yeah, I would have thought maybe. I just don't see it. But I would love it. If they go that route, I love it. Because to me, it's a little faction-heavy anyway. And Pride and Powerful, uh, Sammy, I've said before, I want both those guys on their own, doing their own thing. Jericho doesn't need them to be important. No. you know. But go ahead. You were saying about the Battle Royal. Uh, the Battle Royal, I don't have a really clear winner for it. I don't have like a list of all the participants. Christian would be maybe not a favorite, but he is a strong possibility. Uh, I do think the Joker will be John Silver, though, coming back from injury. Now, we were promised surprises. Yes. Then that that might still be Paul White joining the match after standing up from the commentary booth, um, which I do think would be funny and entertaining. I'd pop for it. Do you foresee a big-named wrestler from recent releases or that's out there not doing anything coming into mm. this or even coming on the show at all. No. Like, I don't think so. I you, mean I mean you don't think an Andr- Andrade might make an appearance or No. I don't think so. Uh just because uh, I don't know. I just don't get that feeling. I don't either. And I I can't exactly explain why. I mean they haven't really made that big of a deal of it. Well, of the, like, the, the Joker the, entrant. This yeah. I just don't. I don't know how long ago Samoa Joe was released or whatever, but it would be. I mean, I I pop for it, right? Right, right. But uh, yeah, I just don't get the feeling. Right. Okay. Now, what's next? Uh, Miro versus Lance Archer for the TNT Championship should be quite an enjoyable Haas fight. I imagine Miro continues to go over. He has to. I I definitely think so. Uh, but I do think I do think I'm going to be smiling. I like Haas fights. I like it too. Uh, tag Team Championships, Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Uh, should be a killer match. Should be really good. Uh, I imagine there'll be a certain degree of shenanigans on both sides, probably. Mm-hmm. 
I imagine at some point Eddie just like bites one of the buck's ears or something. Mm-hmm. He's just really, really just vicious attack. I yeah. love it. I see um, boxing him going over. You do? I, I kind of do. do too. I just feel like. I think Omega's going to retain. Yeah, I think so as well. I think the changing of the guard will be that one in the women's championship. I think so, yeah. I, th- I think that's that's reasonable. I think Eddie and, and Mox would be killer tag champs too. Just because of, of, partially because of how different they are from the Young Bucks. A lot of the matches we've gotten for the belts would be, like, I, I like seeing new matchups. Especially Absolutely. in new match styles. Like, mm-hmm. imagining a, a top flight competing against Mox and Eddie would be really entertaining and you also have two guys that are very in mox and kingston two people that are very invested in everybody looking good yes so they would be good champions to have absolutely uh so yeah i kind of think mox and eddie go over then we got the women's championship Britt baker versus hikaru shida i do think Britt goes over i do too i do I, i think that it should be a good match i hope it'll be a great match right um, I've really been a lot bigger on Brit recently. I've been bigger on Sheeta too. Uh, even if I have historically not been the world's biggest fan of, of her. Uh, then we got the AEW Championship. Kenny Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy. I think Kenny retains. You think it's going to be great? I think it's going to be great, though. Yeah. I do think it, it'll just be like Pac and, and OC are just going to do unfathomable things. And right. Kenny, I think, I hope we get big match Kenny. I hope we get, like, big match Kenny, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Shoot. Shenanigans will, will be there. Yeah. The Good Brothers. Kenny will retain. The Good Brothers. Uh, I, I rolled my eyes again. The Good Brothers are going to be there. Uh, and they will be leeches. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so that's a wrap. Yeah, that's a wrap. You're excited uh, for the pay-per-view. I am, too. Yes, very. All right, so my man... Ju- my man, Jared. J-, J names, you get mixed up. I get it. Yeah. I get it. This is me, KP. This has been a Go Home Eat production. Copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the GIN Project. The, the- G-I-N-N Project.com. Go home.